Paul and Moses play, a celebration of games and play, and a deep dive into video games and what makes them so special to us. I'm your host, Paul Berberich, and with me, as always, is Dr. Moses Wolfenstein. Hello, Moses. Hello, Paul. We are back to wrap up 2021. Are back uh, with our final episode of 2021 uh, with our very special episode coming at you this evening. Absolutely. This is a concept you proposed a few months back, and I was like, all right, this will be challenging for me for obvious reasons, but I am completely on board with it. Right on, right on. Yeah. Uh, inspired by, you know, my, my favorite gaming podcast, Giant Bomb, uh, uh, the Giant Bombcast, that is. They always did a, a top you know, was it top 20 maybe, um, or maybe top 10, but, uh, you know, the drama of it and the, the arguments, and I, I feel like ours will be far less divisive. Um, but you know, I mean, we'll... those people play video games, like it's their job, right? Played right. well, some of them still play. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, and so this is in a sense in memoriam too, right. For the giant bomb cast. It is. And, you know, I, I was listening to my other new podcast addiction, uh, Hollywood handbook, uh, and the episode ended because they're they're very short. Uh, okay. And then uh, Giant Bomb autoplayed, and I just took a moment. I'm like, I don't listen to the Giant Bombcast anymore. And I thought for sure they would stop doing it. Uh, uh, th- you know, that would be the reason that I stopped listening was that they stopped right. doing it. But tastes just change, and in a way, it's not even sad because it's there, and you just your appetite is is different now. Yeah, there you go. No, these things, these things definitely happen. I mean, uh, especially with podcasts, perhaps, but certainly mm-hmm. with video games. Indeed. Um, so, yes, uh, it'll be, a, you know, a break from our normal uh, slate of features tonight. But uh, without further ado, uh, we will now get into Paul and Moses Plays Game of the Year 2021. Whew, so let's kick it off. I think we're going to start with games uh that we consider our top games for this year uh that that weren't necessarily released this year is that right um that that definitionally were not released this year yes uh well uh, (laughs) that that was my you know it's our podcast we can do whatever we want um but uh excuse me while i shuffle something extremely (laughs) quickly here um (laughs) but no this category i'm calling uh 2021's top games uh for me it's a top five Uh, and this is games that we played in 2021 uh that did not necessarily uh come out in 2021 or in fact as if we uh just discovered definitionally did not come out in 2021 (laughs) right um and i'm good with that i only need to do a quick last minute substitution here for one game that i was uh you know gonna have contending on both lists i'll reveal that spoiler later in the episode oh teaser teaser. um great uh so yeah we will we will be uh counting down i believe we both have five games in the 2021 top five uh as it were we do Uh, we're top fiving it here for uh for both this and our our next segment on uh you know the games that were released this year um we might be more ambitious if we return to this project in december of 2022 yes um and it was so weird i i have cats running around behind me and then you had a cat running around behind you and i had this uncanny sense that i was looking at my cat in your background (laughs) and i think that means that i did not get enough sleep last night uh 
but this is are. a remarkable conclusion, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you like to begin uh, with the 2021 top games? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to diffuse a little cat tension here. Okay. Pablo. Pablo. One cat Pablo. is on the uh, marimba, I want to say. Vibraphone. You're very Vibraphone. close. The, the xylarimba, which is more or less marimba, is not currently set up. Um, the other cat is on the ground and is really interested in ambush activity. Uh, yes. And play-by-play, uh, play, Pablo going low to the ground. His eyes focused sharply on Bertie. Birdie stepping off of the vibraphone, possibly onto the chest, but no, he's aware that there is danger on the ground. He steps back and makes eye contact. There is a hiss. Anyway, this is not a play-by-play podcast of cats. I, so, I assume there is no such thing as a marimba phone. Not as far as I know. Okay. Maybe there needs to be. Which makes so me want to design it, like, uh, like a, uh, you know, an old style phone in the shape of a marimba and you could call it a marimba phone and that's that's my time yeah that's it that's all we got time for yeah. uh, happy yeah. 2021 folks <laughs> um no let's talk about my uh my top games for 2021 in the number five slot of games not released this year with a quick substitution but coming in the back um is rocket league hmm. um a game that i have come back to periodically this year just it's a weird thing to say, but actually for relaxation um, okay. in a, you know, in, in a competitive 3v3 match based game, uh, it's a little bit odd to, to think about it as a relaxing thing. Um, but honestly, when you're coming off of like uh, a FromSoft, um, <laughs> you know, being just like decimated or for that matter, Apex for that matter, um, in terms of comp- competition, this, the, the game is fast. The stakes are low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not playing ranked or anything like that. And so I found myself dipping back in and out of Rocket League periodically throughout the year. And that uh, alone is enough to comfortably secure it in my number five spot. Yeah, I, I definitely get the get get the vibe you're laying down there. Uh, it is competitive. You can lose. It's, you know, uh, marginally uh, frustrating and disappointing sometimes to lose. Sometimes sure. it, it doesn't at matter times. at all. But uh, something about Rocket League, it always feels good to just floor it and charge yeah. to the ball and see it go flying exactly uh, and i imagine when you're when you're marginally uh, or intermediately more skilled than i am uh such as you are that you yeah. even have even a, a few more layers there going on yeah absolutely and i mean this is such as the nature of competitive games but one of the, the great things for me about coming back to rocket league on and off throughout the year was uh, it had been many months uh before i picked it up sometime kind of early in 2021 and it was like ah oh, fuck it i'll play some rocket league and um Oh, wow. I'm just realizing that there's another game that easily could have had the spot, which is Spelunky mm. 2. But oh, well, mm. um, that didn't come out this year either, did it? Nice. Or did it? <laughs> I'm not even there's sure. No way. Could I have possibly missed that in thinking through all of this? I need to double check this here. What was the release date of Spelunky? No, it was 2020. All right. Okay. Thank goodness. It arguably would have been a good contender for this spot, seeing as you and I have put some pretty pretty good times in, some fun yeah. hours on Spelunky too. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing for me about Rocket League is that like, it's that riding a bicycle thing. Mm-hmm. I really thought the first time I logged back into it that I was going to be like, okay, I'm going to really suck. I don't even remember what the control mapping is. But it's so in the hands. You, you just get like right back to it. And it's like, oh, wait, I can still do this. I can still get an occasional aerial knock. I still pretty much suck at defense, but I can still occasionally get a nice save out of it. Um, but most importantly, I've still got that like 
impulse and that skill to like strike, to charge in there. Like, and if I get that first hit on the ball to have a sense of what's going to happen. So yeah. yeah, comfortably in my number five spot uh, for this year, albeit with the late contending edition of Spelunky 2. And honestly, I'm just going to throw this out there in the honorable mention sense. If Spelunky 2 just hadn't been so goddamn hard, mm-hmm. there's no way that it would not be really solidly on this particular list. Because I like we hit it a fair amount, but we would have hit it a lot harder if it wasn't quite as brutal as it is. Or, yes. Uh, or if it had been not Spelunky 2. If that had been the first taste of Spelunky, oh, that's an we would have thrown ourselves yeah. into it with the same gusto. Uh, the reckless but, abandon well, yeah probably but, but it really the, stomps on us so hard it's kind of like um that game with all of the spikes right all a thousand plus of them um exactly the other the other wrinkle on that though is couch co-op it was a it was a massive boon i really maybe maybe that was the deciding factor like if you yeah. could come over here or vice versa throw on some and we could have sat on the same couch and played some spelunky take together. the shortcuts Right. You know, right. It, it would have been an entirely different story. I think that's true, actually, too. So anyway, honorable mention on my top five of uh, the games I've been playing in 2021. Uh, but moving on to number four is a game that you gifted to me as we oh. started the podcast. Oh. It was not released this year either. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Oh, right. <laughs> You're like, how, how easily we forget yeah. the fighting game minute. Yeah. Well, the fighting game yeah. minute was an anchor for this podcast. Yeah. And like. Honestly, yeah, I think we really needed like four other people playing that game with us or at least two other people to be like rotating in and out and keeping it fresh. And we just couldn't get excitement enough from anybody to be like, yeah, sure. I'm going to I'm going to jump in on this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it may well come back. Um, My friend Matt, who still needs to be a guest on on the pod at some point. I had tipped me off to another fighting game that was just released by, uh, I think, some of the same folks. It wasn't, I, I can't remember exactly. Anyway, they had an open beta running for a minute there. Um, but Is that the, uh, the Guilty guilty Gear? It might have been a Guilty Gear. Okay, yeah. I yeah, heard if, good. yeah. If, they, if they just dropped a, a, a beta for a fighting game that's coming out next year. Um, who knows? We may well return to the fighting game minute sometime in 2022. But, uh, but Grand Blue Fantasy Versus very comfortably fits my number four spot for this nice. year. Uh, games that didn't come out, but that I absolutely, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed throwing down with you. Yeah. And like, we did hit a wall where it was like, we would each need to start doing like a ton of training up and like getting in public matches for this to continue to be interesting. Right. And that's like fair. That's reasonable. Um, and yeah, the story mode is weird. It's one of those very forced, (laughs) like it definitely felt forced compared to the actual versus mode. Mm -hmm. Um, but nonetheless, um, a good game with a good feel and I hadn't played a fighting game in a minute and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't know if I have too much, too much to add to that one. Uh, definitely enjoyed our, our time. And I also think if we had had more people and, or if you and I had a more innate uh, desire for fighting games, yeah, like we dabble, we, we enjoy the competition, but we don't have that that driving force. neither of us is really like locked into that format that genre um yeah. in in that way so i think that that's pretty spot on so moving on to my number three spot you might ask why this game is not ranked higher why is this game not ranked higher i honestly 
can tell you the only reason this game isn't ranked higher is because of the two specific games that are ranked higher than it. It is baseball, people. That's oh, right. Yes. It is also probably because uh, it wasn't really until the final kind of turn of the corner of the regular season of beta that I finally locked into baseball and, and really kind of got hooked into it. And there was like so much to take in at once. And then it yeah. was just this trickle at the end of the year um, as, as we have had these two short circuits, which have been enjoyable to be sure. And I mean, honestly, I'm not exactly the target audience for them, but I'm kind of in a crossover target audience for them. The short circuits have been valuable for me to get a little bit of like baseball practice in, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, baseball, wow! Like, I it took a lot. <laughs> it took a lot to convince me to get into it. Like, you, you were pretty tireless at it, and at a certain point, it just finally folded, and I was like, "Oh, fine. Oh, right. You actually got me to." <laughs> to create an account like many months ago oh right um right probably while we were like hanging out with with rick and wendy during a, a quarantine zoom call mm-hmm. and social time on when it was impossible to actually see anybody in person yeah i mean baseball's fantastic i am looking forward to seeing where it goes in a very real way you could argue that the game hasn't even been released yet mm. and hence could be in a 2022 ranking of games released that year for sure um but uh, that's a semantic point that we'll have to come to next year. For now, all I can say is that, um, you know, a while back I was talking about the idea of um, high fantasy sports, um, which like, as I was conceptualizing at that point, it was like, oh, what if you take like, you know, basically Dungeons and Dragons adventurers, <laughs> only you're, you know, you're drafting your party of your, like your cleric and your mage, etc. But undergirding that was actually the concept that baseball thrives on, which is like, let's throw the whole concept of fantasy sports out the window and reinvent it from the ground up by saying, there's no real stats influencing any of this. There's no reality in it at all. And that allows us to do whatever the fuck we want. But what they got so right, continue to get so right, that my concept did not catch is like, well, what if we just ground it in baseball, the original fantasy sport? Because it was, it was the first in terms of fantasy sports. That's kind of the, the origin of it. Only we throw out the reality of baseball and we just get wacky with it. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. Baseball is brilliant and is fantastic and definitely comfortably sitting in my number three spot for the games I've been playing in 2021. Mm. Music to my ears as I sit here in my, uh, you know, Yellowstone Magic oh. uh, nice t-shirt. Uh, these are, yeah, these are my work shirts because I, I've got a, I've got to represent. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I, I knew it would click with you. I knew it would be a good fit. Uh, yeah. And it's so hard to get over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I think we've touched on before, for certain people, I think you and, and certainly myself included, like to know a morsel of it only makes you want to know all of it or, yeah. or none of it. But to right. know all of it does require some concentration and attention and it, it's tricky i mean i was just listening to our um penultimate non-special ep of the year um and uh which incidentally i don't listen to the podcast often enough <laughs> not to toot our own horn here but i actually do enjoy listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah. um granted there are a lot of other things to listen to other podcasts to listen to that tend to tend to um occupy my time instead but um but we actually touched on this question uh in terms of evaluating in, in terms of whatever the new system is going to be 
and how you can evaluate your matchups and get enough information. And there is a baseball problem in this respect that you could go so impossibly freaking deep on individual players and teams and weather conditions and parks, assuming that we're going to have baseball back in a manner similar to what we had in beta. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, man, I don't have that kind of time, <laughs> but, but there's a certain point where you go like, well, fuck it. Even if I don't have that kind of time, I'll, I'll still scrape around at the edges for as much time as I have, because it's just such a compelling, like weird world that they've created. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did finally, they sent out the reminder to fill out the baseball survey. So yeah. I was a good citizen and I did my, did my part with that. And I was like, um, I can't remember exactly what I said I wanted more of, but there was an option for being able to have kind of a better, um, better information on what has happened. Mm-hmm. And I was like that, I definitely want that. I want a way to be able to evaluate what's happened that is doesn't involve having to kind of dive into different streams and kind of pick little pieces out to, to put the whole picture together of what's going on in the league. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm very excited to see where the game band goes with a game in, in 2022, but man, what a great game. And yes, pulling up the bronze for me in, uh, in the games that I've been playing this year that did not drop this year. Nice. Definitely baseball. And, and speaking of the game band, I, I, I would, I would, assume that they uh better than anyone know how difficult it it can be and are striving to make it uh uh more digestible for, yeah. for various palettes you know there'll always be people like me who who want to spend more time and there will be people who can't or don't or don't want to and i yeah. think they are trying to satisfy everyone and i have uh, i have faith that they'll be able to figure that out i think that's actually possible in this case um that they're modeling this on, on the concept of sports in the first place. And the thing about sports is that unlike certain other areas of games, um, there really is entry for a wide variety of fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't have a bead yet on whether that's the case with esports, but, but certainly with, with sports fandom, you can have people who are really dabblers who know a couple of the players on their home team and they go to games every once in a while and, and that's it. And they love that. And then you have people who are like fucking deep into the stats and following mm-hmm. players and trades and the whole nine. Um, and I see baseball is definitely having the, the capacity to do a similar thing mm-hmm. uh, for its fandom to say like, Hey, you know, you can be a fan at the level of like, yeah, you're affiliated with the team. You play some bets da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like, yeah, much more hardcore fans. Um, and that tends to give rise to all kinds of interesting uh, space in the middle where yeah. a lot of stuff can come uh, can come up, come out, come come to fruit, to fruition. <laughs> come to fruit. Come to the fruit. Right. It's getting 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 a little weird here. Um, so, yeah, baseball. Uh, right. What is your silver? Yeah. Bringing it in at silver number two for me for 2021 is Dark Souls 3. And oh, I think, Paul, yeah. that might not come as a surprise to you. Um, like I am close to the last lap of this game and it took me a long time to get here. (laughs) It has taken an exceedingly long time to get here. Um, but man, I made such significant progress through some really key, just beautiful parts of the game this year. Mm -hmm. Um, including, you know, we didn't co-op this game until this year, really. Yeah. 
Like we might've co-opted a little, we did co-op it a little bit last year, but we went, we took it to a slightly different level and we got a little bit looser in terms of like, all right, we're not going to worry quite as much about the um, spoiler, so to speak, requirements that we imposed from our, our first Dark Souls Prepare to Suffer experience for me specifically, mm-hmm. that we're, we're, we're playing a little bit more loosely with those rules. And that allows towards a deeper commitment of just enjoying the game. Mm-hmm. And man, I've been enjoying the game. I've really been enjoying the game. I'm going to beat these princes eventually. Um, I've got a little bit of, uh, I've got a few things I need to get in order. Um, other game wise, uh, as far as my priorities go, but um, but I'm going to beat them, and I am going to uh, I'm going to get into that last DLC, and I'm really looking forward to it. But you know, beating the uh, the the dragon mail armor, um, and getting the opportunity to get into the library and have I what a fun, difficult environment that was. Yeah, is um, it's just very very cool, and then lore wise. Um, getting to the princes is actually super satisfying um, in a way that uh, that from soft games have that capacity to deliver on like in spite of the frustration um, I can rest there too if I like um, it really does it feels like a point of arrival it feels meaningful to arrive at this boss fight and um, even without having beaten it yet and that's that's something pretty fucking cool. So Dark Souls 3 is very comfortably in my number two spot, getting the silver for me for the games I've been playing this year. Yeah, it, it really speaks to how FromSoft loves to subvert any old expectation you might have uh, gameplay-wise, story-wise. Like, these are two dudes who their entire reason for existing, their entire bloodline was to link the flame. And yep. they said, no, thanks. We're just yeah. going to sit here and watch the world turn to ash. And then yeah. after how, who knows how long you show up and you're like, well, actually, uh, I'm going to take your soul and put it on this throne and then, you know, see, see what happens. Let me uh, see what happens. I'm going to link the fucking flames because I am. Well, I'm a player playing a game and I have an objective, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm so curious to see what uh, what happens as consequence of that. And I will make uh, uh, one uh, more entreaty for perhaps uh, just a, a hair of co-op in that fight. Not to beat the fight, but I want to... Mm, I'm down. I can't say anything, but... I'm down. I mean, I, I can stage two. Me. I can stage two pretty comfortably at this point. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not a problem. The problem is getting to stage two, having consumed too many Estus flasks and right. being like, and now I'm just going to get fucking shattered. Not to mention that even trying to drink an Estus flask is still a bit of a challenge in phase two. But I have, I made a little bit of progress, like being able to use the environment and the pillars um, yeah. is super essential um, for covering for Lothric's fucking shitty, cheap magic yeah. bullshit. It is, <laughs> it is. It is such a hard fight as a caster. It's the yeah. deck is so stacked against you as a caster. Because you can't you can't soak that damage. You just can't fucking soak the damage. You get if you get hit a few times and you're done. And that's yes, and that's only even part of it. Uh, mm. Yeah. Ah, well. Anyway, that is more to come in 2022. Indeed. Uh, but this does bring me to my number one game that has not been released in this year, and it will be obvious to all of our listeners and to you, which is, of course, Apex Legends. Yes. I've spent so much fucking time playing Apex this year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Why? 
Why? Why do I do it? Because it feels Why good. Why do I do it? It's it such a compulsion good. engine because yeah. I've been getting better at it. Because yeah. even though I still suck, if I'm like talking smack on Reddit about something, it's from a point where I'm grounded, where I'm saying like, yeah, my environmental awareness is sometimes lacking, especially if say I've had a, a, a few drinks. Um, and like, yeah, I'm not as fast as, uh, as I need to be, to be like really, truly competitive in a game like this. I never will be like, it wasn't when I was younger and I'm not getting faster. Yeah. I'm fast <laughs> enough right. to be, to enjoy myself. Um, but like, yeah, I, I'm never going to be a competitive FPS player. That's just not in the cards. It's okay. I'm okay with that. But I have made serious, serious gains over the course of 2021. And, um, you know, and they've released some really cool legends this year. Valkyrie is one of my favorites. Getting to fly around and, um, you know, and drop little missiles. Uh, like, she's just a delight to play. I love, love picking her up in the arenas. Um, you know, I finally got comfortable with mid-range weapons with the G7 Scout, which is currently only in, uh, um, in the supply boxes. And um, uh, with a 30-30 repeater, which I continue to assert is an underrated weapon because everybody wants a weapon that's full auto all the time. And um, uh, listen, I know full well that it's not one of the top tier weapons in the game that the fucking devotion is, you know, going to smoke me every time if somebody's, you know, competent with it. But um, leaving all that aside, Apex has really kept giving to me this year. I, I keep thinking I'll be like, I'll just burn really hard for a couple of weeks and then I'll be done with Apex, uh, you know, for a few months and that doesn't work out. <laughs> but that's OK. I'm OK yeah. with that. Um, and I'll get into my plans for managing that issue subsequently. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's given me a lot of really like good, just blowing, whether it's blowing off steam or the joy of progression, um, you know, like I'm fully aware. Sure. There are server issues. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, there are our match issues. There are like, why the hell do I wind up in a two V three? in an arena like there's something very wrong that i'm not even loading it's not like somebody dc's because that happens too but like whatever that's player based you can't always control for that shit in fact you ultimately can't control for that shit um <laughs> but why is the third player not even loading in this is a bloody mystery but that's okay you know i'm actually quite forgiving it's a very big game it's not the biggest game there are bigger uh you know competitive games in the esports world um but it's a very big game and um and I do respect that it, it takes a lot to run a game like this. It takes a lot to keep it going. And so, and, and they did in the latter part of the year, like some of the major issues that made it semi-unplayable in terms of matchmaking um, and in terms of server lag, things are definitely better as we're closing out the year for Apex. So taking the gold from me nice for games that did not drop this year in 2021, but games that I've been playing, Apex Legends. Wonderful. Um... And I, I had a thought, and I'm sure this thought has occurred to many people uh, many times. But let me let me let me run it by you. So, uh, someone disconnecting, you know, uh, it, it's really bad for their team. Maybe bad or 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 good or neutral for the other team, depending on if they value competition or just want to steamroll someone. Right. But what if what if a game client, when someone drops, disconnects, whatever they seamlessly insert a bot into their place. That's an interesting thought. And then you don't necessarily know. And the person who dropped doesn't get rewards based on how well the bot does or anything. But yeah. as far as you know, it's still 
that person? Like, would that be a good thing? And it's such an obvious idea then that why hasn't it been implemented? Well, I mean, for pubs, uh, I definitely think it would be a great solution. Um, but I can easily answer why it hasn't been implemented, which is that like, this is a game that has no AI, uh, almost no AI, mm. but it has oh, no yeah. AI that is yeah. playing a, a legend, right? There is no AI that runs legends in this yeah. game. There's AI that runs basically intentionally stupid beasts, right? Um, that are just kind of slight challenges on the map, uh, especially on the current map. There are more beasts than previously because they're both prowlers, which are big dog-like things, um, as well as these spiders that they introduced. Because goddamn it, you got to have spiders in the game. Of course. Um, and the flyers don't even like attack anybody. They, they just, you know, if you can shoot them out of the sky, they um, uh, they they uh, they they drop a loot box. Um, so, like, it's not built in this particular instance. Yeah, the game is not built with anything to run that kind of um you know that that kind of ai um and that would be huge, huge it would be a huge lift for them yeah. but that's not necessarily the case in other games like if i'm not mistaken all of the call of duty games have had like uh, a solo mode like a story mode or whatever yeah in addition to their competitive side right maybe not the stuff that's been released mobile but and in that kind of setting it would make a ton of sense to say like hey we have easy, medium, hard AIs. Let's drop a medium bot into the player who DC'd mm-hmm. and, um, and let that ride, you know? And um, you'll still be at a disadvantage, but not as extreme a disadvantage as if you're just one versus three all of a sudden. It's another target on the field that the other team needs to be concerned about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that alone... Off, oftentimes when you're 2v3ing it, that alone would be like a pretty big deal. The only other factor that's a little bit weird is that um, I don't know how easy it is server-side for them to detect a true DC versus a fake DC. Because mm. um, I've certainly had true DCs where the player comes back in like in an arena or, or um, in, in a battle royale and they like pop in like five minutes later after it started and it's like, it goes from that little red plug symbol to being like, oh, there's a human there and they're now running around. And maybe they even got on mic and said, oh my God, I'm so sorry or whatever, right? Um, and I would hate to penalize players who are actually just having ISP issues. Um, it's the main reason why when a lot of the times people are like, there should be penalties for people DCing. And I'm like, I, I don't know that that's as simple as you think it is. Because yeah. there's people DCing being shitty. Um, and there's people who just have legitimate connectivity issues and it would really suck to punish those people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, interesting quandary. Yeah. I'm for erring on the side of caution in that, that particular respect, but I I do like the idea. I like the idea of, uh, of throwing some AIs in there to kind of like just help the match quality be a little bit better, uh, consistently. Yeah. Um, great. Well, that was, uh, Moses with his 2021 top five games, uh, for myself, my 2021 top five games, starting with number five is the seminal favorite Minecraft. All right. It, there's always something there. I had a suspicion Minecraft was going to be on your five. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't have gotten very much, if any attention from me, if it hadn't been for the major overhaul of the Cliffs and Caves uh, 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 2 uh, DLC uh, update, what, what, what have you. Um, man, what it did to terrain generation, it feels 
so natural. Really? Like, man, I really got to get on your service. Mountains. Like it looks like as far as I knew, Minecraft already sort of resembled a naturalistic sort of landscape. Sure. Little did I know uh, they could do much better and a much higher fidelity of like, oh, no, I've been here like this. The way this hill slopes, the way this mountain stretches up like that's special. I didn't know that they could get better at doing that, but they did. And it is remarkable. Uh, They raised the sky, they lowered the ground uh, and everything in between is, uh, you know, is is special again, sort of like you, you really feel. The, the difference. And I'm, I'm not sure if I shared this on, on the pod or not, but, uh, you know, me and Nick and Joanna were uh, spelunking for the first time, you know, having fun. And I went all the way down to the new bedrock. Uh, and I was like, okay, I just don't have it in me to crawl out tonight. But then the next day or a few days later, I, I crawled out and I basically found this waterfall and I was able to swim up this waterfall all the oh. way to the top and it wasn't like it used to be where it, the only way that could happen was if it was straight down in a straight vertical yeah. line like this was a natural feeling flowing you know swirling twirling uh underground river that i ever could... upwards uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> um and uh it was so much fun just crawl, you know swing my way out that is so epic i can visualize it um, yeah that's so cool and I still haven't played really that much of it. Uh, but the other thing I've enjoyed is been watching Joanna with her mapping runs yeah. as her absolutely gigantic, spectacular, uh, frame rate crushing map project <laughs> uh, continues yeah. to grow. She has like one uh, corner section left. Um, and she's actually building just tonight. She was doing it, building a, a horse path out because the logistics of just having enough inventory space to bring enough maps oh my gosh that's crazy a thing uh yeah to where she's taking the time to build this this horse path all the way out there um that's wild so minecraft i mean minecraft what do you and this is how paul and joe decided to build a really cranking pc in 2022 (laughs) oh man fingers fingers ever so crossed Well, and speaking of building things, uh, that brings us to my number four of my 2021 top five, which is Factorio. Oh, yeah. You came in strong at the start of this year on Factorio. And I can't even believe that it was this year. Years don't feel like anything anymore. Time doesn't do what it used to. Uh, So when I look at my Steam It's kind of, uh, you know, flat and vaguely round. Uh, Wait, no, that's not right. Yes. Um, (laughs) The Yellow King awaits us all. Um, and I can't wait for his embrace, but, uh, until then we have Factorio, uh, which I apparently started playing in January of this year, which does not oh, really seem real to me. That seems wrong. I could have sworn you played it last year. How weird. I know, right? Um, <laughs> Fuck you, but, COVID. <laughs> uh, according to the achievements, I, I punched my first trees in uh, January of 2021. Um, and you know, I, it's been months and months since I've played, but I cannot deny the the rapture and the 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 way that game consumed me in its heyday. And I never uh, blasted off and saved myself and beat the game. Um, and I I would love to at at some point in the future. 
Yeah, no, that's that's epic. I didn't realize that that um, I'll be honest, I didn't realize Factorio had an endgame. <laughs> but um, no, that's that's definitely uh, I knowing you, you'll you will very likely return to it. And I mean, given games these days, I would not be shocked if that return was um, pushed by some kind of update or, or release or feature. Yeah. I don't know what that team is doing these days, but it's the kind of game where you could easily see like, oh, hey, here's a reason to come back to our game. For sure. Um, speaking of games, uh, the game band is a developer who made Blaseball. Which is my number oh, three. Are you saying that for the first time ever on this podcast, <laughs> you and I have ranked the same game in the same spot? We have. Yes, finally. Close a few times, but here it is. Baseball bringing up the double bronze for Paul and Moses play. Nice. Uh, and, this you know, so pleasing. we've kind of said, uh, you know, said uh, a lot of what is to be said about baseball, but I, I do want to take us back to the end game of the expansion era and just. Yeah. That thrilling, I think it was a Saturday, you know, as the black hole expanded and the teams so raced crazy. to the to the edges of the map. I was so excited to be part of such an event. That was just so amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm giving hot dogs to the tacos, which <laughs> just try and unravel that sentence in any other context. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it reminds um, me of this absolutely terrible image I saw on the Internet that was like it looked like it was a tamale, but somebody cut into it and there was a hot dog on the inside. Oh, geez. Yeah. Have, have you seen UHF, the, the Weird Al? Video? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. With the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. At the yes. Beginning. Yeah. Yes. That's basically... Yeah. And that's actually kind of very baseball when you think about it. <laughs> it I bet Weird Al, I bet Weird Al would like baseball. He doesn't have and, time for it, but he would like it. And, and I guarantee you that the developers of baseball, uh, if they have not seen UHF, would love it. And if they have seen UHF, its spirit clearly rides through some of the weirdness of this game. Yeah. It is, so. it is a weird game. And that, now I want the next time we have an opportunity to submit a name to the naming pool, Yankovic. Yes. Oh, yes. Sure. Most definitely. Sure. God, this is going to be why I'm going to create a throwaway Twitter account in 2022, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, for the silver for my 2021 top five, it's got to be Dark Souls 3. There you go. Wow. Two for two. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, you know, a lot has been said over the past year and the past uh, 20 minutes, but uh, you started a whole fresh run, though. I, Did you start a whole fresh run this year or you started it in 2020? Maybe good question. I it, I think it was this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a character you've co-opted with me who had been from earlier. Yeah. Galt. But I feel like you also started a separate fresh run of the game. You did. Well, Galt was Galt was my latest to go through. Galt was your it. latest? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that goes back pre-COVID. It, it, I can't it, fucking it, remember. Yeah. I know, right? It's it's tough. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the one thing I, I will say, and uh, you know, I've expressed this before, but this was the first time that I truly grokked essentially every every inch of the map. Yeah. In the game, including the goddamn. Uh, <laughs> crucifixion swamp what is it the swamp the Farron swamp Farron keep Farron swamp yeah Farron keep yeah yeah which is a very weird opaque part of the map it's it's clearly designed to be confusing it's designed to be confusing and it's also designed to make you not want to be there because it poisons you and there are those giant like owl dudes oh the owl dudes yes 
And then the goat men who jump on your head and punch you in the head and who are who are actually scary, who are still yeah. scary. <laughs> who are legit, like, yeah, creepy, creepy dudes, creepy goat dudes. Yeah. It's like if oh, Marilyn I'm gonna Manson sleep well was, tonight. If Marilyn Manson was a goat, he would be <laughs> that and he would jump on your head and punch and you punch in you the head. In the head. Um the head. yeah. Uh and yeah. Uh, you know, the, the bittersweet finale of, of the final DLC boss uh, was never so bittersweet. Yeah, I mean, because you've actually beaten all of them now. Uh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the first. This is a, like with this playthrough in the back right? end of this year, you were telling me like there are two bosses I think you had never beaten before. The one up on the Mountain of the Dragons. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, I think, a second one. If I'm not mistaken, who you were like, nope, yes. finally got him down, and yep. it was a first. And um, and then of course, um, there is uh, Osiris. God damn that motherfucker! Yeah, but uh, I've got to say, like, it was so so delightful getting to co-op that. Yeah, and I, you know, just for this reason, I'm glad that you've ranked this game in, in your five for this year as well, so that we can return to just talking about what a fucking delight it was <laughs> to down that motherfucker so quickly, so smoothly, with so much rolling. <laughs> well, for my for my take on him, for years I don't think I did that much rolling, but yeah, he's carrying an invisible baby that he smashes into the ground in stage two. I mean, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Fuck him so many times. Yeah. He's really quite hideous, too. I'm just going to go out and say it. There's a lot of terrible things in the Dark Souls games, Um, but he's just exceptionally hideous in his own way. Yeah. So sort of failed, failed dragon gentleman. Oh, he like plucked out his feathers or scales or something, right? I'm not remembering it all exactly right now, but if I'm not mistaken. There, there's a reason why he's all extra bald and shit. And it's, he might tie whatever back it is. to Seath, uh, Seath the Scaleless. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, Seath. Okay, I might have been thinking of Seath there. Um, still, but there's a clear and intentional similarity uh, oh, for sure. you know, between, between Osiris and, and, and Seath. And I don't know. It's just another thing to love about, um, about FromSoft and how they built these worlds. Word. Well, uh, speaking of FromSoft, uh, it won't surprise you too Take much us to, the gold. to learn that Bloodborne is my number one game of not 2021. And in 2021. If I wasn't on this podcast right now, I would be in a chalice dungeon uh, against that goddamn Loran Dark Beast who, oh, oh, the bullshit of that fight. But Bloodborne, man, it is so stimulating it 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 is like it is the hollywood handbook podcast of video games in that it directly (laughs) chemically penetrates my add brain and gives me the moment to moment dodging and swinging and i open up my weapon and then i close it back up for the final swipe and all these tiny decisions and the, the brutal fairness of it uh and uh, maybe one day I'll get to the point that I got to this year with Dark Souls 3, where I have this intimate knowledge of all the maps, but there are still many maps that escape me. And even uh, just last night, I'm like, oh, I've never been to this part of this area because I'm, I'm close to beating the game potentially. 
mm-hmm. and I'm like, I got to wrap up all the stuff I missed. And I'm like, I've never been here. And there was a doorway and I just missed it, you know? Nice. There, there's this elevator that still doesn't work. And like, what the fuck? Like yeah, I've been it. everywhere, but this elevator doesn't turn on. But somehow I've not been to the other end of this elevator because yeah. this is how these games work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. I, I liked Bloodborne when I first played it. I probably loved it, but man, do I ever love Bloodborne? It is, it is better than I, I gave it credit for. And some of that might be some of the balance tuning. Certainly ironing out the minute-long load times will, will help with that. But just the more... <laughs> oh, I mean, when the game first dropped, I complained extensively about that. And it's valid. That is a valid yeah. complaint. Uh, uh, but dropping more blood vials is huge. And then kind of my, my philosophy towards blood vials, blood vials changed where... Blood vials. Now, if I've got an extra 30,000 blood echoes, I'll just buy 20 potions even though they're super expensive you know i'm trying to keep pace with that and now i've got like 450 blood vials which is more than i've ever had by by far and that just gives you a comfort and uh it's like oh well i died i used 20 potions like oh well no big yeah 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 it's interesting that's interesting how even in what is primarily a single player game um tuning the economy can matter so much Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and it's definitely evidence of um, of a commitment to the game that I, you know, that they've took it through to the point of making sure, like, okay, no, we we've got to tie up some loose ends here. Yeah. This is a little bit off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is my top five. Uh, we will now move in to our. What did we? <laughs> The other top five or six in this case, this is releases. This is our top five plus releases for 2021. Right. This is the top five of 2021. Right. This is what people would normally expect us to be ranking. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, and again, when we return to this in 2022, I expect, um, I expect nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And well, you certainly won't be disappointed. But let's get into it. Um, so my, uh, I, I'm going to throw out my honorable, my honorable mention uh, for the uh, for the top five uh, for my top five, uh, which is my sixth in in place for Paul's sixth is um, is the Apex Legends arenas. Hmm. They were released this year. Um, it's not a new game. Apex was not released this year. It does not deserve its treatment as a a fully separate game. Uh, however, my honorable mention does go to Apex Arenas because Arenas allowed me to make so much progression with this game um, from regularly just posting goose eggs on, on a battle royale to like, hey, I'm going to consistently get at least 200 damage. Yeah, I know that actually sucks, <laughs> you know, in the scale of, of actual play. Um, but it really allowed me to tighten up my game and it's not the core and the heart, the beating heart of apex, um, which is definitely battle Royale, but it's fun and it's fast paced and it gets me in. And as long as it doesn't go into like multiple, multiple ties, mm-hmm. you get a game in, in like 15, 20 minutes. And that's just a good thing. Yeah. So that, that is the honorable mention, but uh, let me now get into the, Five games released in 2021 that I played in 2021. This is, in fact, my mark of shame. 
that my fifth game is the game that I'm about to mention oh, no. because I did some desperate attempts to do some cleanup in the last week and a half. <laughs> and I had some crazy life events that made it challenging because I yeah. wanted to play a bunch of games um, and, you know, have at least 10 to choose from. Um, but instead I have literally five games that were released this year that I know I played this year. Um, and so my number five, was listed as one of the top mobile games for 2021. And I was like, okay, I'll grab this and download it uh, on Android. And um, I mean, the name had me, it's called Cats in Time. And I was like, cats, it's a game with cats. Fantastic. <laughs> it, it is a point and click uh, kind of um, puzzle game uh, in which uh, a mad scientist's washing machine has sent cats back into different ages. And you need to, you know, interrogate the map and find the cats and okay. solve different little puzzles. And honestly, it's pretty delightful. And they got the, the little meow, meow, just right. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's very much just right. Um, there's no way if I had played more games that were released this year that this game would be in my list of top five games of 2021 that I played that were released this year. Um, but it was pretty delightful. And I played it in the last week and I finished all of the free content. It's free to play. You can, you know, I, I might throw a few bucks to the developer just because it was an enjoyable, um, you know, time time sink for for a few days um, and unlock some additional levels because I have found all of the cats that are in the free uh, free version of it. So, you know, cats in time. Um, I would recommend it if you have like, uh, you know, like a, a six year old that you want to play a game with um, okay. where you would like, you know, sit at the tablet or phone together and it, like yeah, it'd probably be a pretty good fit um or if you're just looking for something very cute so nice. moving on to number four we will now move into games that i have not finished this year but that i have started and this game maybe would be ranked higher if i had finished it um although it's actually genuinely hard to say mm -hmm. uh and that is disco elysium the final cut yeah uh, I just got off of digging deeper into this game. So I'm like an hour or maybe a little bit more deeper than when we touched on it on the pod last. Cool. Um, I've been talking to a corpse hanging from a tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to shoot it out of the tree. That didn't work yeah. so well. So we're going to have to go to the dock workers um, who are also the primary suspects, apparently. Um, God damn, this game is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's it's really deep. It's also really dark. And that's the one reason why it maybe would be in this spot anyway. Like it would still definitely rank for me, but man, it's a dark game. It's it pretty rough. Um, and I know technically speaking, it didn't come out this year, but the final cut did. And Oh yeah, that I, totally works. Yeah. I, I, I think it factors because the voicing on it is amazing. Yeah. Um, and makes it, but yeah, I can read faster than I can listen. But I don't want to I don't want to skip, you know, right. I don't want to skip forward past the voice acting because it's like it's so good. And I'm still not entirely clear who I'm talking to most of the time. <laughs> um, like the the character's inner self, who his name is unknown uh, to me at the moment. OK, um, okay. although I did have a bit of dialogue with the dead man who indicated that I might know my name like, oh, that sounds right. Um Man, there's so much more ahead of me for mm. this game in 2022 as I finish it up. Yeah. Um, and I can see why you've played it more than once. And I can see why you've also started and abandoned someplace too. 
cost. It's just that kind of game where like, okay, there's a lot here. Um, interestingly enough, I left the game where I'd walked out the door without talking to my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I came back in, it put me back in the bar. Oh, interesting. It was basically like, yeah, you might've forgotten something. However, and this is just a quick aside. Um, I suspect it might be possible if you have the right build to go outside and get the body down before you actually talk to your partner. I would not be surprised in the least. And it gives you that hook with the like, oh, is the body still up there? Yeah. Like, and that made me think like, oh, it's not an accident that I can go out the door without having connected with my partner first. If you have just the right build and a lucky enough roll, it's probably possible to get that body down by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows? Regardless, Disco Elysium, the final cut, is definitely my number four spot for this year. And I'm really looking forward to finishing it up in 2022 um, and maybe even replaying it subsequently. We'll see. Uh, there's only so much time in the day, however, and there are many games to get to, which brings me to another game I need to finish in 2022. Um, Loop Hero. Mm. Bringing in my bronze at number three. Such a gorgeous game. So fantastic game that I feel like in many ways is built for a player like me. Um, I would be further in that game if it hadn't been for the fact that I took down both of those fucking hounds and like they both got (laughs) back. Like, like I felt like it was a glitch, like given when I talked to you afterwards about that fight, um, I felt like it was a glitch that like I had killed both of them and yet like one of them got back up again. Like I, yeah. I was like, I feel like that's not supposed to happen that way, but that's okay. I'm still, I, I need to grind it out a little bit. Like I need a couple more slots, inventory slots in the, um, uh, whatever it's called. Um, you know, yeah, where you can back put in the town and the, back in the town where you can yeah. put the items cost. There, there are a couple of items that I want to have equipped that I know will make that fight easier against the totally. Um, So I just need to grind that out a little bit more, but oh my God, another extraordinarily dark game, but what storytelling I, it, it, such a unique story it's telling mm-hmm. and it's doing it in a unique way yeah uh and the music unimpeachable uh friend of the show abra was was asking uh about uh you know i said i was doing the pod with you tonight and she's like oh you know what's game of the year blah blah, blah. and uh so you know, i was sharing with her some stuff and i'm like you just you got to hear this track and it's the uh uh, the, the track is Lich is Unbreakable. And it's the one that I actually composed some some lyrics to oh, yes. the other day uh, or the other well, the other year Month. earlier this year. It was like loop hero, loop again. But it's yes. uh but the, the same cadence totally matches with the with the name of the track. Lich is unbreakable. <laughs> it's so so good. And then of course my mind just went like my will's unshakable, you know, and it just kept uh spontaneously composing new new great lyrics music. there uh, such a great uh subversion of expectations to come back to that when you beat the lich and it's like oh you have so much more ahead of you yeah <laughs> like uh really good yeah and what was my oh i was gonna say uh once blaseball comes back that might be your your entry back into the world of lupiro because as previously established, Blazeball plus Loop Hero uh, is just a smorgasbord of, of delights. You have two semi-idle to idle Yeah, so you can have them both up on your laptop or yeah. computer or whatever at the same time, or maybe one on a phone, and right. it allows you to like 
you can pause loop here if you need to really yeah. attend to some baseball stuff. Yeah. Yep, yep. That could that could prove relevant. But one way or another, I'm going to finish that game in 2022. Uh, made significantly more progress in it than I did in Disco Elysium, um, since I think I'm essentially two bosses away from from the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but just such a great game, and it does such a great job of combining idle play with very like fairly intensive, um, you know, managed play. So. Yeah. Um, a special game. I think it, I honestly think it broke ground. Yeah. My number two game, bringing in the silver for me, uh, is a game I just picked up maybe two days ago. Coming into, again, the I want to play more games before the end of the year. It might be three days ago now. Um, I realized I'd seen reviews of this game and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to drop a little bit of change on it. And after all, it's at a reduced cost anyway right now. It is Kenna Bridge of Spirits. Hmm. And I've got to tell you, Paul, I love this game. I love this game enough that it is, you know, took the took the spot beyond Loop Hero, which absolutely had me enraptured. Um, I don't even want to say too much about it tonight because I haven't finished it. I've made some pretty decent progress into it, but I have a strong suspicion that I am less than a third of the way into it. Um, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It is a third person action RPG type game. Um, the controls are in some respects, uh, souls esque. Okay. In terms of where you expect to have some attacks and rolling. I mean, it has a double jump. That's very on souls like, but, um, it has a premise that is extraordinarily unusual where your main character is a spirit guide Hmm. and her job is to help spirits who are stuck, uh, traverse their their way from this life um into into whatever comes next um you know it has a main character who's voiced in everything so it's like this is a little bit different um from a lot of the games that i've been playing it's very traditional right um but it's just been so good it's so delightful and it definitely when it's not all combat there's some puzzly stuff to it um but the combat parts I'm just so thankful for Dark Souls because I'm like, okay, instead of this seeming really hard, this seems like, okay, just remember (laughs) to be patient. You know, Um, there's a parody mechanic that I'm still trying to get my, uh, you know, wrap my my head around, but I'm in a boss fight right now that is clearly designed to teach you the fucking parry mechanic. Like, oh, hey, if you haven't been parrying so far, you better fucking learn how to now because otherwise you're not going to beat this guy because he's big and he'll hammer on you. You can't chip away. I'm mean, like theoretically, you can chip away at him, but like you're gonna do much better if you can parry him. Um, it's beautiful, it's a gorgeous game. The music is lovely. It is honestly, it's the first game that I've had, apart from Tetris, uh, that I've been playing on on the TV that Angelica looked at it and she was like, Oh, this is great. This is really like I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna play this with headphones on. It has like rich characters and that thing that only contemporary games can do that it took this long to fucking get here where the quality of animation, I mean, okay, maybe five years ago, the quality of animation between the cutscenes um, and the gameplay is so seamless. Yeah. Um, it just, it's just like, I'm just in this world. And so it's been fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to wrapping it up uh, in, in the beginning of next year, but it firmly and solidly anchors my, my number two spot for, uh, for games released in 2021. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this game was not, on my radar, but I was just looking through some 
images and I, I really like the environments. They seem very lush. It's only like 30 something right now, uh, which uh, like 32 or something on PlayStation. It's, okay. it's discounted for a December sale. So you might consider it. There's like um, these uh, Studio Ghibli style, like little creatures running around. Yes. So there are these I things called rot that you befriend in the beginning of the game and they're crucial. They're a huge part of the game mechanic. And it's like there's corruption in the forest uh, as a result of souls that have not passed on. But rot is natural. And so they made it Studio Ghibli uh, style, like these cute little dudes with, with uh, little creatures. They're not dudes. It's not it's a, that's a more or less gendered term. Um, cute little critters with big eyes and they're like helpful and they're funny and they're adorable. And mm. it it's such a great thing. I like love that they called them rot and that they yeah. recognize like, Hey, decay is natural, right? And this is a part of everything moving on and moving forward. And what's unnatural is being stuck here. Um, so it resonates for me for a lot of, a lot of reasons, but like thematically, that's not something a lot of games have wrestled with in this way. And, yeah. um, in a, you know, a third person action RPG ish type game, it's really cool to have a theme this powerful. Um, and yeah, there's been a lot of um, jumping and climbing things and, you know, falling to your doom occasionally, but, um, but it's all been handled really well. So I must wonder, if it, could this be Joanna's uh, uh, gateway into Dark Souls? It could be. It, genu it genuinely could be from yeah. the uh, prior conversations we've had. Like it gets tough. The fights get tough, but you can be patient with them. Yeah. And if you can remember, there's no lock on mechanic. That's the one thing that I find myself missing is when there's a, a big enemy and I'm like, I just wish I could lock on to it. But, you know, again, I mean, Dark Souls taught me that in late game, you actually have to often give up on locking on to things anyway, uh, which got me back to being more comfortable with um, with the style of play that arguably it um, uh, is descended from anyway, right? So very comfortably in my silver. Is, uh, is Kenna Bridges Spirits. I'm really glad that as I was looking around for games to pick up at the end of the year, I was like, oh, that one, it's not a PC game. And when I saw reviews, I remember wanting to try it. So nice. Coming in my gold spot for 2021 releases is Farm RPG. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right. I said it might be. Wow. And for fuck's sake, it wow. is. Does it have any right to be? I mean, not really. If you look at the other things it's up against, but it is this tiny team well, just a labor of love. And I have been farming Christmas trees like a motherfucker for like yeah. three weeks now. I'm almost done with this lot of trees for fuck's sake. Although I will say these Christmas events have significantly like enhanced and expedited my push in this game uh, as, as far as leveling on, on the farming and the crafting and especially the crafting. Um, I was starting to wonder how will I catch up on crafting levels? Cause I know that that's going to be necessary. Um, I mean, I don't even have too much to say about Farm RPG right now in terms of why it's in the spot, except for the fact that I have put more hours into this game at the end of the year than I have into Apex week over week for sure. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's such a simple, delightful little game. I know I'll hit the wall with it eventually. Um, you know, the horizon's out there, but it's not really visible right now because uh, it's still delightful in spite of the fact that I'm like, oh, God, I need to go wander around Santa's workshop to find more fucking stars. Right. <laughs> and that, um, in your excitement, you 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 bumped your your boom just a little bit. If you could pull your mic up, uh, yeah, there you go. You. Um, oh, there we go. Yes, and uh, completely concur. 
with you there, an unexpected delight. And anytime I log in and I see, oh, Moses is on or Moses has been on 40 minutes ago, which means I can send him another 30. He can send me some more grapes. Or, yeah. or grapes. Oh, yeah, God, then... the orange juice problem from, from December was yeah. it was an issue. Like now I'm like, OK, great. I'm not getting random like quest rewards of 100 orange juice. So I'm I'm OK. Like, honestly, I can make my own orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> um, man. I, yeah. I mean, what is there to say? We're both so ensconced in this game. And I, I feel like I've I've hit some walls but like all the wall is is you you spend three minutes with it instead of 10 when you want to want to check in you know um that makes sense yeah i i I anticipate we'll be continuing to tinker with it into next year i i was thinking about the idea that like it would be difficult to do a reboot um in terms of like reset a level reset but the devs have probably learned so much um that like recreating the beginner experience of this game and the first mm-hmm. whatever 20 levels like it could be improved for sure yeah uh, it's not that i'm like this is not a criticism of my experience it's just like rec- reckoning with it in terms of pacing in those early levels especially yeah but and, and and i say it specifically to say that if that happened i would be all in <laughs> i would actually be like if they were to survey the the user base and be like would you be willing to sacrifice everything that you built to do a restart where where we're like fine-tuning this i'd be like absolutely i would mm-hmm. yeah there's no no questions asked i would be delighted to dump all of uh all of the progress i've made to experience a, a retuned version of this game so yeah or even a prestige mode kind of thing uh sure could be could be warranted um and yeah i'm I'm delighted that you are delighted by Farm RPG. It's been, you know, the sort of uh, uh, non-concurrent, not really co-op, but uh, yeah, well, it's just fun sending you shit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've been in it longer than I have. You send me more shit than I than I send you. But then it, I, I did like there was a like a few times where you like you sent me a snowball. I sent you a snowball back. You sent me a snowball. Right. I was like, oh, we're in a little mini snowball fight. <laughs> And then I, I gave you the big uh, Christmas present as well. I believe uh, was it a hundred gold in there? Oh man, you gave me the big Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. Well, I gave because I there there was uh, three of them that I had: two with fifty gold, and then one with a hundred. One with a hundred gold. And, yeah, uh, the Hondo. Yeah, yeah, I gave one to little brother Mark. I gave the big one to you, and nice. I was going to give the other fifty to to Nick, but they haven't logged in in like five days. So this fifty like, gold eh. is like burning a hole in my my wrapping. So I I opened yeah, it up. I could actually probably spend that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no have you have you have you bought any premium stuff yet? Uh, have you premium like, stuff. Bought the gold or any? Oh yeah, no, I bought the December pack. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably buy the January pack, whatever it winds up being too. Um, yeah, I definitely. I was like, I almost bought the Thanksgiving pack, but I was like. Have, we're pretty much done with this. I'll just wait a few more days and I'll buy the Christmas pack. Yeah. Um, which was delightful. So yeah. Nice. I'm just disappointed that I can't send reindeer. Well, I thought you could. <laughs> I've sent some reindeer. Are you sure? They don't yeah. show up when I go to the mailbox to send the, the, the reindeer weren't showing up. I was totally gonna send you a reindeer. Yeah, no, I, I sent Mark a I, I sent Mark a Donder, I think. Um okay. 
maybe only some reindeer are sendable and not others. That uh, could it, be that odd. could be it. It could be it. But I don't know. I remember specifically going to the mailbox thinking like, oh, I've got like two or three of whichever reindeer it was, Vixen or something. Mm-hmm. I should really send one of these guys, but um, didn't show up in the UI. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, anybody listening to this podcast who just for some mysterious reason tunes into that part of it will be so fucking confused. Oh man, I would hate to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> so paul let's do it 2021 releases tell me about it releases and i agonized and i simply could not make it uh into five so it is uh it is six all right um but starting with number six it is yakuza like a dragon oh yeah there you go i my love affair with the yakuza games continues um and I, i've said a lot about them uh so not not a whole lot to say, but uh, getting to wander around this, you know, Japanese uh, sort of metropolis, this mini little section of it has always been a delight. And then eventually you get tired of punching people in real time. And it's like, well, blah. so then they're like, <laughs> oh, we're going to make it a regular old turn based RPG again, where there's like strategy in the battles and. Um, I haven't finished it because I, I'm sort of approaching, you know, I'm about three chapters away from the end of the game, and there's just this one fight that's just too hard. I'm yeah. just getting wiped, and it's like, maybe I need to level more or something, but, and then it just sort of uh, faded away a little bit. You know, I, I'd like to go back to it, but uh, such a charming game, the weird mini side quests. Uh, getting to play, you know, Super Hang On in the the virtual arcade. Um, so epic. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it it is a delight, and I, I really look forward to seeing what else this team uh, can can come up with. Fantastic. Yeah, I know you were you, you had a solid like couple of months in there oh, that yeah. was like occupying your 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 spotlight, but it's essentially in your honorable mention spot for. Uh, yeah. For the year for the releases this and year. And I really so, think th- when it comes down to it, what supplanted it was the mechanical stimulation of the FromSoft. It was Dark ah. Souls 3, which neatly segued to, oh, I've never seen the DLC. I've never seen Castle Kanehurst. Ah, I've never yeah. seen Upper Cathedral. Let's check this out. And then it's like, oh my God, how did I? How did how you did miss I, so much of Bloodborne, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it's hard to come back from that. Yeah, it man, it is just it is just locked into my brain. Um, but that's my honorable mention. Number six, number five, farm RPG, farm RPG. <laughs> so much love, so much love. And in terms of of time, like I boot up that game twenty times a day. Maybe it's only for two minutes. Maybe it's for ten minutes. Right now, I have forty thousand stamina because I just. I make too much orange juice. <laughs> and so now I just, cause it's easy when it's like, Oh, your stamina is ready and you have 150 and you're like, yeah. I'm just going to go through that. But if your stamina is ready and you know that you have essentially too much of it, it's hard to go in there and, and click unless you're working on a quest. Oh God. But right now I need like 200 more bacon and bacon is a very rare drop in one environment. Otherwise, you need pigs. You would for need it. to be pig farming it. I'm like, am I gonna buy pigs again? Like, I I have a bunch of bacon saved up because I knew I'd need it. I didn't know I'd need 300 goddamn bacon. Right. Uh, um, right. I mean, I have still not sent any cows to slaughter. 
Um, yeah. You know, and I still have not started a pig farm. I hear you. It's yeah. there's something weird about it. There's something, yeah. you know, if the simulatory aspect of the game was you have to go out and hunt a deer, I wouldn't bat an eyelash at the idea of uh, of that kind of a survival mechanic. But the idea of farming mammals for meat to sell for some reason does not sit so well with me. And I know it sits even less well with you. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of Monster Hunter, which is sort of very Dark Souls-esque. And I really appreciate those games. And I'm like, oh boy, a new Monster Hunter. This was a couple of years ago. I'm like, I don't want to kill these essentially innocent creatures. They're just chilling out, drinking some water out of a stream. And I'm going to roll up with my big bone axe and fucking smack them, them in the head. Mercilessly. Like, yeah. It just doesn't feel good uh, anymore to, to do that. Um, but, uh, I, you know, if Magic and Wires is uh, listening, I, I, I had a thought of like an alternative to animal agriculture is you could set up an animal sanctuary. Oh, interesting. X farm animals for whatever. And then, or maybe it's just a pure, maybe you don't really earn anything from it except feeling good about yourself. But like uh, as an alternative to the slaughter, maybe you have this uh, animal sanctuary that, that could be kind of nice. Yeah. You yeah. No, that's interesting for, for it or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming in at number four for my game of 2021 resident evil village. Excellent. This was, you know, we talked about the idea and we're going to get into a grab back, but we talked about the idea of just like ranking uh, things we hadn't necessarily played. And this was definitely going to be one for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I've talked a bit about it um, and I really won't say much because I don't know. Overall, it, I'm, I'm a slightly cold on it. The story. Like the touch of a giant vampire lady. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, uh, <laughs> as, as warm as she might look, uh, it is it is deceptive. Uh, Cold and clammy to the touch. The, the story of Resident Evil 7 was so solid and sort of intimate and grounded in some ways, at least for the first half of it. And Ari Village is basically like a, a monster movie kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it works on its own merits, but I guess I don't like those merits as much as I liked the other merits. Um, so it definitely was sort of a flash in the pan kind of thing. But what really cemented it on my list was getting to play it with Joanna watching. Uh, yeah, that makes know, sense. That was a very special experience for us to share and enjoy the story together as sort of unsatisfying as parts of it were. Uh, any Anytime you can share, you know, a game with a, a special person is a special experience. Absolutely. No, I 100% hear you on that. And I mean, come on, how could the game that had you know hundreds of thousands of internet denizens horny on main for a giant vampire woman not be on your list since you played it it's you know it had it had to be there it had yep. to be there guilty as charged um uh, well speaking of uh sharing time with someone special to you speaking three, of being horny being horny on main yeah also, no, uh, you know also applicable <laughs> in in this case is super mario 3d world uh whoa that just got real weird <laughs> uh which uh you know a wonderful co-op experience i got to play with joanna you know we kind of went in deep 
on the sort of implications of that game and what it means to share a game with someone. Yeah. Uh, what it means to be a more mechanically skilled uh, gamer versus someone else and how how that might feel for the other person when they don't always get to experience what you experience. It was an early 2021 release, right? Yes. And so we were still pretty locked down. Like, yeah, like vaccines existed, but were not broadly available, if I recall correctly, in terms of when, like it was, we were still in, 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 in largely lockdown. So I can't help but think that has a, a an overlay in terms of the, the shape of that experience for the two of you. It's, it's, it's certainly possible. I will say Joanna and I, sort of we're sort of peas in the pod where we both enjoy home time yeah and, and together time we we sort of are in our own mini lockdown uh regardless just in life it's uh, lock, yeah. the lockdown of life yeah the, the love lockdown um <laughs> uh but uh it was a mario game it was a good ass mario game and it was a mario game that i got to co-op with uh joanna and it was solid, man. And like, what else do you need? That's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, what else I do need is my number two. Oh my goodness. It's Silver Loop. it up. It's Loop Hero. Yes. Yes. I thought it was going to take the number one spot only because I forgot about the number one actual spot. Uh, but Loop Hero, Loop again, Loop Hero never ends. Um, Sing it for me. <laughs> uh, uh, if you can if just I, patch in like the uh you know you go back in and like pull that out of the if the episode. i beat you will you let me go and my clothes are on the floor yeah um <laughs> what did you know thinking back to that uh i was i would go into the bathroom uh the second bathroom of our of our old old apartment where there was a fan and I could drink beer and smoke weed with no, no, you know, uh, half of those activities I have now uh, greatly curtailed. Uh, but um, looking back on that so fondly with my self-made prison of delights. Yeah. Um, fuck man. Loop hero is so good. And the music is so good. And the art music's is fantastic. So and it's just, yeah. And it runs. So it's just so smooth. And you just want to do it another run. And even mm-hmm. when it gets grindy, because it does get grindy, you kind of just want to sit there and watch it all happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, I'm I'm heroing you. Oh, no, that, let's just throw that out. You're looping me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't work either. But, but I do hear you. Um, what a great fucking game. What a great game. It was very nearly my number two. It was, it was yeah. a damn close thing. Yeah. Honestly, uh, if I'd finished it, it might be, but yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of loops, uh, my number one game from 2021, Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye. There we go. Yeah. You know, you and I chatted about whether or not, but like it's a full bore DLC yeah. that reinvents the game and hence allows you to. Uh, kind of reboot its placement as a release this year, much like the, uh, you know, the final cut for Dis- Disco Elysium. Yeah, it's almost as long as the vanilla game. Uh, I, you do not have to engage with the vanilla game at all to in order to run it. Oh, that's uh, to get the whole experience. And just like the vanilla game, it is doing things that games haven't 
done. Uh, the ah, so the depth of creativity, the the lateral thinking, and when it's like this has been in front of me the whole time, and it, it's like there's a button yeah. that would make you jump in a game, and you just didn't know it was there, and you could get oh, through yeah. most of the game without it, or or like Fez when you learn in Fez that you can do this thing that you could do the whole time, or yeah, um, and the 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 layers of of metaphor uh, relating back to the first game. Um, you know, I, I won't say anything concrete about it because it would be a crime to you to do so, but navigating in your spaceship, you know, in vanilla outer wilds, you have all these axes of thrust, right? And they took that and put it into a different uh, mode of transportation but hmm. with similar uh, elements and so intentional and a supernova uh, is, is there in a way, like in this microcosm way, like, oh my God, dude, it's, it's, it is sublime. That's so epic. I, that is definitely on, on the 2022 list games that must be played next year. Yeah. It's, it's there for me. So yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. A great way to top it off. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, we wanted to hash some sh- some shit out now. We we did want to hash sh- some shit out, assuming you still want to. I'm down. Okay. Let's figure it out. Um maybe we should have a uh, a shared doc perhaps. Something like that might help. Shared Google Doc. Let me uh, arrange that here quickly. This is going to be the 2021 releases, right? Yes. And we're specifically working with the five or six games that we that, that we mentioned. Uh, I mean, I, I think so. If, unless yep. you had another. Uh... Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just a function of actually choosing to include the game that is inevitably the last on this list cats in time cats in time <laughs> one of these days somebody's going to make a cat based game that is truly fantastic that'll be like this is fucking amazing and not just a weird little gimmick but it hasn't happened yet i've been saying for a long time that a third person cat parkour game mm. would be incredible <laughs> But nobody has built it as far as I can tell. I believe you are correct in that. Um, so I just made it a sheet because I thought that would actually be easier. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Let us get between the sheets. Wait, no, that's that's not right. Well, I don't know if this part will be cut, probably. But we are now looking at a spreadsheet. We're and looking it at a spreadsheet. Is undoubtedly the most thrilling spreadsheet we have ever looked at in this podcast. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is Paul and Moses top 21 games of 21. That's right. We're doing 2021 games. Um, you had no idea what you were signing up for when you decided to listen to this episode, but we got a little ways to go. Right. And <laughs> Your no, headphones no. are now welded into your your skull. They better be. And your Walkman is set to on. 
So you have no and choice but to listen. It is walking without you. <laughs> the mystery continues. Now we've got nine games uh, between the two of us to uh, to rank here, um, and uh, and this is a weird situation. It's a genuinely weird situation because there's a handful of these that we both played, right? Um, and then and then there are some things that uh, you know that's just not the case, right? And uh, just in case this got edited out, this is uh, our games of 2021. And we are now uh, going to uh, pit ourselves against ourselves uh, to make them into our top nine through top one games of the year. Spoiler alert, everybody loses. Everybody loses <laughs> except <laughs> Luigi, because it's the year of Luigi. Was it really the year of Luigi? How did I miss that? Um, a couple of years ago. So I don't know actually what this means, but the, I saw a headline where <laughs> Nintendo lost money on the year of Luigi. And I'm curious, but I guess I wasn't curious enough to actually click and read. It's I, I like the summer up. of George, but it's the year of Luigi. I don't even <laughs> right. know. Right. Um, okay. So they're in no particular order uh, right now. What I'm going to do is I feel comfortable moving Super Mario 3D World uh, to the bottom of the list currently. It, it meant a lot to me, but um, not as much as, as others in this list. Close, but mm. Cats in Time is definitely further down the list than Super Mario 3D World. Okay. <laughs> um, so currently in uh, no order except the final two, uh, uh, we have Outer Worlds, Echoes of the Eye, Loop Hero, Disco Elysium, The Final Cut, Farm RPG, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, Resident Evil Village, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and then number eight, Super Mario 3D World, and number nine, Cats in Time. All right. This is where it gets tricky. It definitely gets tricky. So I'm inclined to propose that Loop Hero, between the two of us, mm, mm. might merit the number one spot. I think you're probably right. Um, I was thinking we could, we could sort of, you, why don't you put it there provisionally and then yeah, it's we'll, temporary we'll move. Up. We're just talking it out. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I feel good about Lupira leading. Wait, leading that's not that. right. <laughs> let's, let's see. There we go. Um, I also feel good about Resident Evil Village coming in at number seven. I, I loved it, but with how cold it left me, I, I can't see it being any higher. And you feel like Yakuza Like a Dragon has has a little bit more. I think more so, heft because you. where Resident Evil leaves me cold, Yakuza warms my soul. Like I like it. You get to be so nice in that game. You get to do little errands for strangers all the time. And sometimes you even get dialogue choices to be a little less nice. But it feels so good to be nice in Yakuza. All right, I dig it, and that's a that's a comfortable positioning. And it looks like, to my eye, that rounds out actually our six through nine with Yakuza Like a Dragon, RE Village, Super Mario 3D World, and Cats in Time. Yeah. So the the bottom of the list looks good to me. I agree. That brings us to the much more challenging part about the top of the list. Yeah. Here's the thing. I feel inclined to give it's Outer Wilds, not Worlds, right? Yes. 
since I have only briefly played one of those games and have not played the better of them, I still have a little bit of mental confusion here that will inevitably clear up once I actually play Outer Wilds. Which, by the way, you did at, at my house. Late For like night. 15 minutes. Okay, okay. I just wasn't sure if maybe you had I was forgotten. not sober and did not no. make good progress. No. So it was not enough to stick, but I appreciate okay. that recognition. Sure. Back on... Um, uh, uh what's it called that street over there that you lived oh, at uh williamson or perhaps uh livingston no it was back on livingston livingston wasn't it dr livingston i presume or was it no i feel like it was actually back at uh uh monroe no it had not dropped yet uh, ooh. i mean it well maybe really we're really out in the weeds. No, now no, and... because I beat Outer Wilds on Willie Street. And okay. there's no way it took me more than a, a year to beat. Yeah, no, there there wouldn't be. So anyway, to the point for our listeners who really don't care about that part of our personal <laughs> history, um, everything you've said about this game, everything I've read about this game, well, avoiding spoilers as much as pro- possible, it it deserves a high spot on this list, even if this is, you know, essentially the DLC and its own separate game. It's evident that it should be really quite up there um and it's a little bit distinct from the disco elysium final cut in that it you know final cut is a different version of the same game as opposed to a substantial extension new part of 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 the previous game right it's essentially a new chapter well yes although the final cut added added a lot a lot of mm. quests, uh, oh, okay. political affiliation stuff got overhauled. Really? Oh, there's okay. a ton. So things that I have no idea about having not played the original version. Yeah. So okay. maybe, why don't we, why don't we, tell me about Kena Bridge of Spirits. Uh, Kenna. Because I was Kenna, mispronouncing Kenna. it too until one of the characters um, addressed my character and I was like, oh, it's Kenna, not Kena. <laughs> is, is Kenna Bridge of Spirits better than Farm RPG, Disco, or Loop Hero? To your, to your knowledge. I love Farm RPG for everything that it is. Mm-hmm. Kenna is like a classic video game. Mm-hmm. Only like modern, right? And, mm-hmm. and with an indie spirit that like takes on topics like death <laughs> in a way that is not, is not mainstream. It's, it's gorgeous. Um, I wish I had finished it because I'd have such a better answer for this question. Yeah. Um, but in the context of really trying to a little less anchored to my personal experience, evaluate like these games, I am inclined to push it up above farm RPG. Okay. The play is really buttery. It's really yeah. fucking smooth. I, I, you're going to wind up getting this game. I know it, <laughs> but um, yeah. No but doubt. yeah, spoiler, the play is really buttery. Like the spelunking, like jumping type stuff does not feel forced. It doesn't feel like, oh, wait, how do I point the, you know, the thing so I can jump where I want to and not plummet to my doom, which is a classic problem with that type of mechanic. Like the combat feel, it feels good, um, yeah. especially coming off of Dark Souls. Um, and the story is just really rich so far. So I'm inclined to bump it up above Farm RPG. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, so close to just being like oh i looked at screenshots and i love these lush 
the mm-hmm. environments and the Studio Ghibli and the fact that they're thinking about rot and maybe by the same extension about death and how afraid we are. At it's least very much about the game is about death and difficulty of letting go. Like should, at the end of the day. Um, and she would she would. I mean, she would be absolutely beyond the moon. They both would. If you gave my mother a call, uh, she has been on a major death kick lately. And uh, well, I mean, th- this might get cut from the podcast, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to give Julie Berberich a call. Um, yeah. There's a there's a conversation to be had. Um, yeah. She, and she loves you. She would she would certainly. Yeah, uh, I miss her, especially around the holidays. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, be... you know, I always think about your family at the holidays, Paul. Always. Yeah. It's just like, you know, the spirit of Christmas for me very much resides in a Berberish family Christmas experience. Like, yeah. especially, you know, Christmas these days. And hey, we're taking a quick jog back here. Um, Christmas these days is really in America is very non-religiously affiliated. Um but that wasn't the case when I was growing up. Jews didn't do Christmas when I was a kid in general, unless you were coming from like an interreligious household. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result of that, even though I'd had Christmas experiences, certainly doing Christmas with you, which incidentally, yes, includes things like Mario Party um, <laughs> and, and, and other like ridiculous video game things and or board game things. Um, like it made Christmas more real for me as a holiday experience for sure. So that's always, always like a factor for me in, in Christmases. Yeah. Well, we've definitely got to cut this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll figure figure out what we keep. Having listened to the previous episode where we talked three different times about like, Oh, we're cutting that. And you're you're like editorially, (laughs) you're like, Oh no, we're clearly not cutting this. I'm like, yeah, I expect. No, no, no. This, this, this is definitely all all staying in, but uh, in all seriousness, (laughs) it's very nice to hear that. I, you know, always knew you enjoyed Christmases uh, with the burbs. Um, But I didn't know necessarily that it was, you know, uh, such a unique Christmas experience. It's the fucking meaning of Christmas. It's throwing right. rocks at trains. But after right. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so that's all about uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which yeah. you mentioned is like a classic video game. And to me, that is the main that is the main crux here uh, of, yeah. of our number five spot because farm RPG is a very new type of video game. It's a type of video game that's always in your pocket and there's always something to do. Yeah. And it has a slight, it's slightly pulling your spirit along and you have this, this slight bubbling, you know, excitement in your chest. It's very minimal. It's not like going home to play dark souls or whatever, but yeah, it's like, Oh, I wonder if my crops are ready or, Oh, let me see how many things my pets have brought me, or how's the community goal going? Um, and I would be happy with Farm RPG or Kenna being uh, the number four. Um, but I did, I did want to, I did want to raise that point. So I think that the other angle that I'm willing to take here in terms of elevating Farm RPG is that it's a game that we've both been so invested in over the last couple of months. Yeah, that if we are ranking this that there is an inherent uh, elevation to, to farm RPG that it maybe deserves as far as like as just minimal a game as it is in so many ways. And 
again, like that is not to minimize what's going on on it at a uh, at the level of um, you know a small team developing it. Mm-hmm. Like for from <laughs> to, to wires and magic, like no, it's such a huge labor, um, and I can tell it's a labor of love. Like yeah, obviously the playership continues to grow. I love watching those numbers of new players each day. I love that that's part of the home interface. Um, yeah, not to mention a uh, hundred thousand users. Yeah, uh, we all got a gift today. Yeah, hundred thousand users. Yeah. Uh, cheers to that. Cheers, but um, but at, as a player experience, it's a small game, right? I, I don't mean to minimize the developer workload of it, but as a player experience, it's very intentionally a small game. Like that survey recently about like how many hours a week are you spending on it or whatever, and I was like. Oh, clearly there's an assumption here that other people are spending nowhere near as much time as I am. Right. <laughs> Say is I'm about to go fucking try and ransack Santa's workshop for more stars to put on top of Christmas trees. Yeah. <laughs> Please, um, come on. Why couldn't Christmas, uh, why couldn't stars have been available in the flea market or uh, um, uh, what's his name's camp? Um, uh, really? Logan. Yeah, it really, yeah, Bergen, Bergen. Yeah, Bergen. It really would have made my life easier if I could have bought some fucking stars. Drop rate yeah. on those stars. It's just not. Or if I could give you stars. Not that I, I don't think I have any surplus stars. No, you probably don't. The drop rate on them sucks compared to the ornaments. <laughs> Although I did have one spat, spate of Christmas trees where I just was like, why can't I get blue ornaments? Fuck you, RNG. Oh, okay. Like the random number generator was just not giving me blue ornaments. <laughs> like, well, here's more orange and more red. Anyway, it's all good. It's all good. So much love for this game. Yeah. Um, I think that actually settles it. I think that uh, Kenna can drop down and nuzzle up real close to Yakuza in the five spot. It's a good fit. It's games that for each of us separately have brought us a great deal of joy. Yeah. Um, but that um, between the two of us doesn't, they, they, it doesn't quite hold the same level of elevation. Yeah. And, and they are different types of games which is a big reason that this is the case but and i would be happy to talk about kenna for the next five episodes with you but oh we we, will talk about kenna more in probably the next episode almost certainly but will it will it almost become its own de facto segment as farm rpg has you know oh no certainly not certainly not it's a bounded game and that's yeah that's sort of and like you know, like even if it has a sequel, which I mean, I could see how it could potentially, given where I'm at right now, um, it is a more it's unique thematically, but it's a little bit more bounded in some ways than Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I think, for where I'm at with it right now. And yeah. a big part of that is that it has a named protagonist. And while that allows the building of a world that is more complete and more easily accessible to somebody, say, watching you play, um, it also introduces its own inherent limit, which also does, although I still am not sure of his name, uh, to some extent apply to Disco Elysium. But we're, well, I don't know. Now's maybe the time to wrestle with this. Well, and we might not have to wrestle that much because it, it only seems fair uh, that uh, Echoes of the Eye, a game that you have not played, uh, mm-hmm. uh, will then take the next spot of number three with Farm RPG at number four. Uh, I'm, I'm quite comfortable 
with that, especially the company that Outer Wilds, Echoes of the Eye keeps, Disco Elysium and Loop Hero. I mean, Stu, two stone cold classics. Yeah, I mean, like, I've really got to finish Loop Hero. I've really got to grind out because I know I'm specifically in, if not the grindiest, the second grindiest part of that game right now. Yeah. Um, whereas Disco Elysium, it's a totally different kind of pacing. And I know that Outer Wilds will be a totally different kind of pacing from that as well. They are very um, distinct. Like, I know from the basic formative, formulaic, whatever, from the structure of Outer Wilds, it's a game that's built where you can fuck up. A Disco Elysium is not a game that's built. It's a game that expects you to fail because your character is in some way from the outset, obviously a complete fucking failure. And you don't know why he is. And he seems to actually be incredibly competent, but have somehow bottomed right. out anyway. Right. Um, but like, come on, your tie is attached to a fucking ceiling fan. And in my case, I wasn't lucky enough to get it off of the fan. And you could even be so unlucky as to die trying. Trying to get your tie yeah. off of a ceiling fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a brutal world that is like as hard-bitten detective as as you can come by. It's. I am really looking forward to digging into it more. What can and, I say? I failing, feel like... A, failing yeah. is so entertaining. The game expects you to fail at any given task at any given point and the writing and the quests and everything it, it blossoms when you fuck up because this person is a fuck up <laughs> an incredibly competent fuck up right, right? a very it's intelligent like, depending on how you build them or well, very intelligent or, or sensitive or strong or whatever right. yeah it's a min-maxed character but it's very clear that min-maxing is led to you being a complete fucking failure in life yeah in some way shape or form i what a story i it's not a story i want to live but it's definitely one i'm going to finish at least once and it is it is sometimes tough to play um and part of that i i actually wanted to mention this uh it occurred to me when we were, we were talking about this earlier but the music of martinez like the the main sort of theme when you step out of the, yeah. the hostel and it's that sort of discordant trumpet, you know, it's like da 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 da. The music really hit da. me today. Yeah, it's it's sad and it mm -hmm. it disincentivizes you from engaging because it's like that, and I could turn it off, but no, you want to engage with it, you know, like that musical work is going to make me feel sort of bummed out and this world is going to make me feel sort of bummed out but like that's the point it's not a happy place you know yeah truly it isn't so i think that we're here um mm. in our number nine spot cats in time which could have been so many other possible games in our number eight spot super mario 3d world hello Oh, no. oh, yeah, I was thinking you were just pick that up. Oh, there. Jesus. Because <laughs> uh, I was looking at the spreadsheet. Oh, you didn't see me gesturing. And I'm like, <laughs> Moses is taking some generous pauses with this. I like it. Uh, I li and then I'm like, that pause just got a little too generous. This is getting and I'm weird. like, okay, it's going. And then I'm like, oh, he disconnected. Uh, and then I come back and you were actually frozen, but then began oh, no. to animate again. 
I think you were just dramatically. I think I was dramatically paused. Yeah. I'd like pointed at you, which you hadn't seen, and then I'd like taken my arm back, sat back. Um, <laughs> and you did the first three. No, actually, just the first two. From why the bottom. The first, why don't you do the first three, and we can do them in in threes. Let's do this again one more time for the folks listening at home. And our number nine spot is Cats in Time, which could have been many other games, but hey, that's the one I stumbled across. In our number eight spot, Super Mario 3D World. Paul and Joe got some good time on this. I might have a switch someday. We'll see. And coming in for number seven, Resident Evil Village, which did have everybody horny on me. Following that, as tempted as I was to do another uh, Moses's Frozen joke, <laughs> we have Yakuza Like a Dragon. They knew that punching people got a little boring so they switched it up in the best possible way and gave kiryu you know his his well-deserved uh rest uh he's been through a lot we have yakuza like a dragon which i think i already said coming up in number five kenna bridge of spirits the game that only farm rpg could uh be more lush than and Paul's 2022-2021 Game of the Year. And with that comes the aforementioned Farm RPG, the lushest game of them all. I mean, because you're growing beautiful vegetables constantly mm-hmm. in this game, for the most part. Some of them even golden. I wish you could grow uh-huh. Brussels sprouts, because I think that's my favorite vegetable. I mean, I do love roasted oh, Brussels sprouts, so, so especially... Good with bacon oh wait um coming into our number three spot is going to be outer wilds echoes of the eye a game that i will play after i play outer wilds or during or maybe at the same time yeah given that it is actually uh, built as it is and we've been talking about this number two spot paul mm. maybe at, at, at length ad nauseum ad hoc at least not ad infinitum because I don't have that kind of time. No, nobody does. But Disco Elysium, the final cut, uh, does bring an end to the infinitum at least. And I'm looking forward to... <laughs> can't I, happen, th- by the way. Yeah, I suppose not. It's... <laughs> We're getting awfully semantic at this point in the show, folks. Yeah, it's... But Paul, take us home. Our number one mutually agreed on game of 2021. Oh, we should do it concurrently, though. Because we then it'll be even. Paul and Moses plays number one game of the year is Loop Hero. Never stop playing. All right, we've tortured you all enough with this. We have a little grab bag of random crap we wanted to mention. Um, Or at least I did. And Paul, you might have a couple of end of year notes as well. Uh, A couple of things I thought were worth recognizing this year that I did not play. People have talked an awful fucking lot about Deathloop. I don't know about you, Paul, Mm. but I feel like I need to try playing Deathloop. I want to. If only you could buy a PS5 in the next year, but you can't. Well, it's a PC game too, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, it's probably anyway. Five exclusive. 
we'll throw that out there. No, I've seen it on uh, Rock Paper Shotgun, oh. so it must be a PC game as well. Right. Needless to say, we had a guest on to talk twice, essentially, about this game. Psychonauts 2, mm. I think, deserves a call out. I feel like if I had played it, it might have edged something out or forced me to make a top 10 list. Um, it sure as hell looks gorgeous. Um, this is an odd call out for me, but Call of Duty Warzone gets a call out for me only because a bunch of Warzone players, like one reason or another, that place must have became, become a train wreck because they found their way into Apex and introduced ratting into Apex. Ratting is when you occupy a building and wait for people to just come in when you're like further in circle. Um, and, uh, you know, and honestly, though, I fucking love it because these Warzone players make me feel like I'm actually competent because they're like squatting in the corner of a building. And I'm like, that's not the way Apex works. Most of the time I can come in and absolutely destroy you. So anyway, my personal call out. Why isn't, why didn't ratting work in Apex? Why didn't people already do that? People have been, have started ratting subsequently in Apex, but it's generally not a particular, if you have a coordinated squad, ratting is not a good mechanic. Because you're going to get out geared? Well, yeah, first of all, because you're trying to rat from early game, you're going to get out geared. But second of all, Apex is a very movement-driven game. So sitting in a corner mm. is not really effective against oh, somebody who the, knows... the specials up your butt. That, that too, but also if you're sitting in a corner trying to just target somebody, it's not very effective against somebody who's good at moving around. Yeah. Okay. You're still a stationary target. Whereas Call of Duty, like the time to kill is so short. They're like, okay half a second worth of my automatic rifle and you're you're dead i think so i think that has a lot to do with it so anyway yeah yeah that's almost definitely right having never really played a cop game um i also do need to give a shout out to csgo and league of legends only because like we will retrospectively look at 2021 as the year that esports really finally took fucking hold and i csgo for fuck's sake that game's been around for fucking ever at this point and it is it still really dominating wow. competitive esports. It's still like a huge game. And League of Legends, toxic as it is, is like I think it had like the number one viewership and/or cash prizes for this year. So I'm giving a giving a shout out there. I also wanted to give a shout to New World, um, only because Amazon decided to make it evident that you can still launch and successfully launch an MMO, even though here on this show neither of us are remotely interested in playing it. And my final bit of my grab bag is a GTA trilogy for what a goddamn total fucking disaster of a rollout that was. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you have to celebrate the mess, right? It's true. I'd, I'd love to play it if they fix it. I'm not sure if they will. And I guess it's what, just the like the mobile port anyway. So I, I'm entirely unclear on it. All I know is you got some really weird like screenshots showing up on Reddit. <laughs> that, like that can't be right. Yeah, <laughs> something definitely got bugged out there. <laughs> Somebody took some kind of a shortcut. I don't know. It's good well, times. It's kind of the cyberpunk of, uh, right. of 2021 in that respect, right? Yeah, a, glory, a bit of glorious failure. So yeah. Anyway, that's my 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 like randoms that I haven't played that I just wanted to as we're wrapping things up here. Yeah, to recognize. Uh, well, for me, um, this was not on my list, uh, but then I heard you start talking about multiplayer online games and then an MMO in particular. And I, we've discussed it before. You and I should just do a, mou- a, a mouth, <laughs> a month of classic WoW. Uh, we should. Sometime. We really should. What's that the could harm? be That could be part of 2022. I'm I guess I already own WoW, right? Because I owned it before. I'll and... just have to 
said, pay for another month and whatever. Well, they changed the model. It might be possible to do. I don't know what their uh, payment structure is on Classic WoW. Okay. Um, but it might be possible to do a month for free on Classic. I'm not sure. I know that on they they switched their model where like levels one through thirty. And this is a few years old as uh, far as my currency goes, but like you could do a level one through thirty for free. Oh shit. Okay. I don't know if that's the case with classic, but yeah, um, maybe yeah, no, it's a good point. Niche. Like, it's a 2019 thing, if I recall correctly. Maybe okay. 2018 when they rolled out classic. Yeah, but it rolls on. I, I want to do. I want to do Lock Modan with you, man. Like we've never done uh, that before. You know, I in defense of the to. king's lands, that that those quests were were good. I think we've got to. Like, and I haven't played Alliance since my first character. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um. So I mean with how real that got i think that is an honorable mention for 2022 world of warcraft maybe you've heard of it <laughs> maybe maybe you've heard of this this unknown game uh um, anything else in the grab bag of mystery there are a few uh known games here on my grab bag list i've got three of them for you uh first one and this is another weird covid time dilation thing flight simulator was released in 2021 and or at least for some platforms has it been out longer like ms flight simulator well the the new one you know okay yeah 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 yeah. i got you i just want to make sure we're on the same page which also does include some some oddities that have cropped up like giant towers and stuff yeah 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 absolutely but man do i want to play that game it looks so cool i want to fly over my town i want to look at my house i want to Look at my old house, you know, crash Definitely into my a great house. Definitely great call. <laughs> crash into my house. Wait, no. That's not the what? Dave Matthews song at all. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do <laughs> you, know you know what I want to do. That song was okay. It was. It was pretty all right. It's kind of, kind of romantic, if you ask Much me. Much as uh, is the case with those early Dave Matthews albums. Quite a bit of all right. She left me in her house. Oh, wait, no. That's Secret Garden. Why did I go to... Do you remember that song? Secret By who? Also Dave Matthews Band? Garden. No, not Dave Matthews Band. Uh, total tangent. It was on the Jerry Maguire soundtrack. She left me in her house. I don't think the actual lyrics are she left me in her house, but... <laughs> But she did. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, let's just be, be clear about know, this. That's actually not far off. Did you look up something? You looked like you were looking up something. Yeah, I didn't find anything useful, though. You know how okay. it goes. Um, well, my number two of uh, three here is Final Fantasy XIV. Mm. It has had a huge year. Speaking of World of Warcraft, it has been pulling players in droves away from any other MMO. Um, nice. That's definitely a respectable mention right there. And I, man, did I did I ever love Final Fantasy XI? It was my second. Didn't ever Seven MMO. get a remaster this year too? Yeah, and I got it for free, and it seems pretty cool. But I just kind of can't be fucked, I guess. Right. Um, the winter will be will be long and cold uh, up here, at least. And so. uh, I mean, it's cold by LA standards down here, and wet remarkably. Um, you didn't but, get any, uh, any of that snow, though, right? But no, no snow. I was just actually theorizing about how much Angelinos would completely fucking lose it if there were snow on the highways. Some of them would try to drive anyway, and it would end very, very badly. 
it 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 does it does yes which could be its own great game concept but we'll just have to see whether the rng generator for make my game delivers us an opportunity to make a driving in the snow in la game maybe Ooh, that sounds fun though um well speaking of things ending badly my third mention is uh the binding of isaac um afterbirth like what's (laughs) just the title is a reminder of how badly things can end so it's repentance so it's the dlc for for afterbirth for afterbirth um yeah you know uh, what was it one or two episodes ago or just last episode i talked about finding of isaac and how much i love it and this is a whole new retooling a new rebalancing tons of new items and then what i just found out is i own um afterbirth on my switch already i don't remember buying it like but that means all i have to do is plunk down for the dlc and i can have this this hot new content 2022 experiences waiting to happen based on 2021 yes in i like it yeah um well i think that's uh all i've got to say for 2021 moses how about you I mean, I think we're good. Um, next year, we'll talk about this feature as the Santa's sack feature. Odds and ends that are left over at the bottom of the sack after <laughs> delivering the Christmas presents. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Just yeah. the way you said it. I um, was entirely intentional. It but was, uh, yeah. It was malicious. Uh, but um, <laughs> the classic kazoo song. Everybody it knows. does have to happen. So, I mean, there's only one more thing that I think you and I had uh, had decided we wanted to talk about as we wrap up 2021 on the pod and look, we look to 2022. Our new, our resolutions? Yeah, man. Our I think we talked about some, some resolutions. Not, yeah, no, not, listen, yes, I'm going to exercise more next year, whatever. Yeah, da, 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 da. I don't know, man. I'm looking, at those, no, I'm no, looking no. at those forearms. I had doing all right, but I, I'm just saying, I, you know, I, my cardio has been lacking. I'll be honest, oh, well. but that's not part of the podcast. What is part of the podcast is some gaming resolutions for, for 2022. Pa, uh, Paul, do you have any um, pod? Pod. <laughs> do you have pod resolutions? Do you have that's any, do you have any gaming? Pod. Gaming. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gaming resolutions for 2022. I, I do. You know, I've been watching these, you know, YouTube just knows what, what to serve you it's 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 insidious but um uh game of thrones clips from like you know the first five seasons have now been popping up and i've been watching them some more have been popping up. man that show was a pleasure pleasure to watch not for the battles or the blood or the tits or whatever it is when two characters are just talking and like thinking and talking and plotting this is why so, so much many of us were disappointed with season eight is right. because that was the heart of the show and most of season eight lacked the good shit. Yeah. Um, so my thing is not Game of Thrones. Uh, I hope not. I can't remember what it was. I got so I got so excited. Oh, it was to be unresolved. To, uh, uh, I want to beat. I got to beat. Uh, I owe it to Yakuza Like a Dragon to knuckle down and beat it. I can do the same Chalice Dungeon for an hour straight uh, and, and die. I, I owe it to uh, Like a Dragon. 
to finish those last three chapters, which honestly is probably going to be another 15 hours, but uh, sure. it'll be a long, uh, long, dark winter. So, but it'll be a labor of love and that's a good resolution Yeah. to say like, you know what? And that's actually like very much, you called me on this a while back when I was like, you know, I don't have time for long play games. Um, and over the course of this year, since that conversation, I have spent more time than even previously playing Apex. And so my resolution <laughs> is very naturally yeah. to diversify my gaming next year. And it's specific. I am going to play one new game a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. It doesn't need to be released in 2022. I'm going to play a game I have not played each month next year because I'm committed to... I, honestly, it's like using the podcast to help me ah. and be like, you know what? I, and not just I'm going to dip in and play 25 minutes of a game. Like, no, I'm going to force myself to play games on my list of games I haven't played. And yeah, I, some of those games will need to be deferred until I can get a platform like Nintendo stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that's okay. You know, that can wait. Um, frankly, given the lack of availability of of ps5s I, maybe i should just fucking get a switch but that's another topic for another time but now my my new year's resolution my new year's gaming resolution is to play one new game a month it's not it shouldn't be that bad i i feel only like 12, i proved it my, only 12 games I, i've proved it to myself with kenna this month like shit in like three days i found a game that i actually wanted to play a bunch yeah even if i were to not finish it at this point i would be like that was a super satisfying experience and it was really rewarding. And it gave me like a different perspective on games uh, than, than I would have otherwise had. So that's my, my new year's commitment for, for 2022 is I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring the new, I am not going to say I'm going to stop playing apex. That'd be stupid. It's like, come on, I'm a fucking addict, <laughs> but I am going to call myself on it and be like, dude, you've just played three rounds of apex and you have more time to game, so maybe go play something else. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, so that's it. About what, what that will bring. I think it, it, it'll be good things. I do have a proposition for you for the podcast. Go on. And if you don't like it, we can cut everything out from the point where I said I do have a proposition for you for the podcast. But I would like us to try a new feature in 2022 that is directly linked to my New Year's commitment but at a lower level of commitment. And it is called the rating game. The rating game? Where we both play a game, whether we've played it before or not, and we give it a one to 10 rating, or maybe on a different scale, whatever you, uh, you, know, you fancy. I like it. I feel like it could be a nice, relatively short podcast segment uh, that could like force us to both play some thing even if it is only for half an hour and we can be honest about that and be like yeah okay i'm giving this a five but i played it for 22 minutes you know like okay yeah. that's fine you know um and we can kind of feel it out as we go um and maybe it doesn't have to happen on every episode but uh yeah i, I was just thinking about this and i was like while well, we're talking about commitments for next year um i'm gonna just softball you this one i, I like it uh it, it, you could almost look at it like a, a book club mm -hmm. you know you have your a book club readings. for games and then uh just like in any book club you 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 harshly rank it and and tear it yeah. to pieces 
Literally. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see how it goes, but you know, maybe we can even like decide in advance and announce it at the end of an episode. And, um, for, for you, um, loyal few, you could like, uh, yeah, join in the process with this. Yeah. I like it, man. And you know, right. I always talk about the email uh, at the end of the show, speaking of the end of the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, I haven't <laughs> checked it in about three months. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's going to be so sad when you finally do. And you're like, oh, God, that one loyal listener who emailed us 12 times. Or what if what if um, Velcro and wires? What's his name? Rainbow wires? Magic <laughs> oh, and wires. Wires and magic. Yes. What, what if he's emailed me and it's just been sitting there? He's like, oh, I'd love to come on your pod two months ago. And I just and then every week I'm like, email us at Paul and Moses play. Yeah, you better check that. That should honestly yeah. forget about your previous New Year's resolution. Okay. Your resolution is to actually weekly check, just yeah. once a week, Paul. It's all I ask. Right? You know, what is it? What could it take? Half an hour a week? It'll be probably less. I mean, no, honestly, I nobody's really actually emailing us. I was doing but, a yeah. rest of development. Like it's a banana, Michael. What could it cost? What could it cost? Ten dollars <laughs> for one banana. That's way too expensive. You're going to tell the guy in the five thousand dollars suit to check his email? <laughs> Should, should should oh boy we better we better uh power this this thing off. it's been a good year it's been a good year this is our first full year of podcasting and i've got to say paul it's been a delight it it has been i mean fully i mean we did start in in march of this year yeah i know right it's weird isn't it wait we didn't start in 2020 no shit i know what the fuck i know no, the, this if is we our had, first this would be, post of a year of podcast. This would be like episode 50 if we had, you know what I mean? Like we'd. Right. No, of course. The number of weeks in the year, it all adds up. Yeah. I'm having one of those moments. But if you think back right. to the early, my boom, Mike. think back to the early show, you know, like we were trying to do like shitty game of the week and, you know, fighting yeah. game minute and, oh, what have you been playing? Like it. We, we I mean, figured... frankly, what have you been playing is still that's it's we realized that was just the fabric of the show. So we decided it really didn't merit a segment because it's like it's sort of it's just part of the banter. Do. It's the you yeah. know at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes it weaves its way deeply into the other segments. So like, right. yeah, no, that, that that went where it needed to go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, hey, we found out there eventually was no longer golf on Mars because we both left. Right. Um, and um, you know. We don't know what lies ahead. That's, I think you said that on the first episode. And I'm like, is Moses going to quit the pod? Like, we just got started. And now it's... <laughs> yeah, now, though, it means something very different. It means we have absolutely no fucking idea what kind of features we're going to try next year. Uh, we just know the parts that definitely work. And we know that we're prone to fucking around with random things and seeing what works. Right. And who knows? Maybe even Mr. Guest will will show up again you know uh oh he will okay. i mean trust me uh there's there's no no doubt in my mind i've thought about mr guest on any number of occasions and wondered where he is and what he's doing and i'm equally sure i don't want to know where he is or what he is doing but um no he hasn't uh, shown up recently but i just have an eerie feeling he'll be back should we even have him on the pod he sounds problematic like if you're that concerned as is clearly been shown to be the case neither you nor i have any control over mr guest so but it kind of seems know. like you're in the same room with him and you're just kind of 
there with him. I don't think you've ever tried to. Do like, you have control over somebody in the same room with you necessarily? I don't know. I, I feel like I could take their microphone away if they were being like, you know, no, try obscene. it obscene. You just just try it. OK, I'm just saying none of this, you know, this hasn't been picked up on. I, I don't see all of your your struggles over there with Mr. Guest. Uh, I know. I know. I know he, he's a difficult character at best. He sounds very but charismatic. Yeah, that's kind of part of the problem, isn't it? You know, like he's rude and lewd and yet charismatic. I mean, I don't know what to do with him. Hmm. But fortunately, he hasn't been around recently. But unfortunately, I know he's going to be back. You know how oh, it is. Jesus. Guest. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, uh, until then, we shall bid you farewell. Uh, and bid that this- we shall. Happy 2021. Happy and a happy new year to y'all. Yeah. Um, and I will check it. Uh, maybe tonight. Definitely tomorrow. I'm going to check that old email. Uh, because thank you. Well, let me let me just bring it in, Moses. Thanks for uh, for doing the pod. It is a... Uh, I look forward to it every week. I enjoy putting it together. And uh, yeah, man. It's, it's good I stuff. I do too, Paul. I value my role as co-host with you. It's a delight. Um, and it's something I never thought that, that, that I would be doing. Um, you thought you'd be host? No, 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 no. I never <laughs> thought I'd be podcasting. <laughs> I like in early, in the early days of podcasting, I was like, I don't have time to listen to podcasts. What are, how, how do people do this? And yet lo and behold, here we are doing a almost always weekly podcast and I love it. And you're and listening it's to adventures. People listening more, you know, and yeah, yeah, no, and they like fucking the zone of adventure has got me all caught up in it, and I'm actually caught up on the Ether C and fucking. You oh, know, I'm, I'm way behind. Oh, you're behind on Ether C. All because right, because it's is been off. it's been only Hollywood Handbook. It 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 punches me right in the brain. Like I'm addicted. Speaking of addicts. Okay, fair enough. I know that yeah. feeling actually, yeah. um, because that's how I was, especially as I was closing in on the end of balance. Jesus Christ. Um, reason for the season and whatnot so yeah no to all of you i will say what paul usually says which is thanks for listening yeah um and uh well moses why don't you take us out this time (laughs) you know um if you have any comments or questions or things that you think paul might never read because he never opens the email (laughs) (laughs) paul imposes play at gmail.com and you know otherwise we're gonna see y'all uh or at least um we will be talking at you in 2022 and until then never never stop stop playing. playing